Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Tremendous word. Praise the Lord. Well, Wednesday nights, I've kind of put aside uh, this subject matter, uh, kingdom principles. And, and I'm really not overstating this. I'm really not overemphasizing this. But if you and I will just come back to the basics of the gospel and just apply these simple, simple truths that not only God has displayed, but Jesus, our Lord, has displayed. We can overcome in every area of our life. Amen. Yes, sir. If there's an area of my life that I'm frustrated with, that I don't feel that I'm not bearing the fruit that Jesus has already made available to me, this is where I'm going to look from now on. Number one, I'm going to look at my love life. And second of all, I'm going to look at these kingdom principles that we've been talking about and whether or not I'm living them. Because too many times we fall back into the world's way of doing things. What's the world's way? Being governed by what we feel and what we see. And every time we fall back, we forfeit operating in a realm that's above the physical realm. I don't want to do that anymore. I said, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to stay at a level like Jesus did. You saw the controversy that he faced all through his earthly ministry. Well, for goodness sake, it started when he was a baby. Yeah. And he, there was a, you know, you could see a picture of Jesus at the post office. The king said, I want every firstborn child killed. Yeah. He faced controversy all the way through. And his stepdad and his mom walked in these kingdom principles. And then Jesus demonstrated, and he walked in. There were times when they came to throw him off a cliff, and the Bible says that he just walked through the midst of them. There's times where storms tried to kill him, and he spoke to them. There were times when they didn't have enough food, and he blessed it. There was times when he didn't have enough money, and he told Peter, go fishing. He lived above the physical circumstances by applying kingdom principles. And so I've just made up my mind. I I don't know about all y'all, but I I made up my mind. I'm falling back to what what I cut my teeth on when I came into into God's kingdom in 1977. I'm going to walk by his principles. And I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm not going to walk by feelings. I'm not going to walk by experience. I'm not going to walk by what other people are doing. I'm going to follow Jesus. Amen. And the way you follow Jesus is to follow his word. Because yes. Jesus is the word made flesh. Amen. So, Father, I just say we have eyes to see tonight. I say, Lord, that we will 
recognize these simplistic principles of your kingdom. And even though our mind will go, well, it just can't be that easy. We're just going to go, yeah, it is. And I'm going to grow in this area, and I'm going to live in this realm, and I'm going to live above the circumstances of life. We thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we understand that many times Scripture gives us a blueprint of how to react, how to, to live in this fallen world. We, we, we saw it in the creation. And all God did in the creation was to apply kingdom principles to create all that you and I are enjoying on the earth. Go on over to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, Father, I thank you I have utterance tonight. I thank you for the gifting and the office, the anointing that you've placed upon me. I am not a mere man, but your office... Your anointing is upon me, and I thank you for utterance, and I thank you, Lord God, that you have given me words in Jesus' name. So here in John 1, 1, it says that in the beginning was what? The Word. Was the Word. It says that the Word was where? With God. And then it says that the Word was God. Now we know, because we've read this before, we've seen, we've seen this before, you know, this, the, the word is Jesus, isn't it? Amen. And so the same, verse 2, was in the beginning with God. And it says that all things were made. Now, I want us to see that all things were made in this term and in this, in this light, that all things were created. So essentially, that which was not there was created to be there. Yeah. 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 There's always a conception and there's always a birth from the unseen realm into the seen realm. There's always a conception and there's always a birth. Amen. In fact, that's how, you know, our house was built by our parents. Conception, birth. Amen. And so it says that all things, and things are that of this physical realm, the seen realm, the physical realm, the, the, the realm in which we perceive with our five physical senses. All things were created by Him, or could we say by the Word? Because the Word was God. And that without him or without the word was not anything made that was made. So everything that you see, everything that we touch, everything on this planet was created by the word. The unseen realm made that which could be seen. Down in verse 14, as I referenced just earlier, and the word was made flesh, that's Jesus, or could we better say the word was encased by flesh and dwelt with us 
and among us as a man. So Jesus is the word. And God used his word to create the world. Obviously not in its current fallen state. But back when it was reflective of God's glory without any uh, tainting of the laws of sin and death. Let's see it from another verse of scripture in the New Testament. Going over to Colossians chapter 1. So how did God make the world? How did he make all that is seen? Through his word. I got, wait a second, I'm, let's just change these. Testing. So we're here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. And it says that he, and you'll see in the reference above in the continuity of Scripture before this, is talking about Jesus. So Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. And this is what I wanted you to see in verse 16. It says that for by him, by him being the word, were all things created. Now notice this, it says both in heaven, in the heavenlies, and on earth. Whether it be visible, physical things, or invisible things, spiritual, whether they be, you know, ruling uh, uh, beings in the, in the spirit, thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities. It says that all things, how many things? All things were created through him and for him. Amen. And because of that, because he is the creator of all things, it, it establishes the fact in verse 17, now he is before or above or has authority over all things. How many of you know that the creator is always the Lord of the creation? Amen. Amen. So Jesus, or the Word, being the creator over all things that can be seen, he now has authority over all things that can be seen. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So all things, whether they be spiritual, physical, heavenly, or earthly, were created by God's Word. Yeah. Let's see how he did that. And again, I know this is very simple and very plain, and you've heard it maybe a dozen to 200 times. 
But we, we have to get these principles. It's so easy to let them slip. Yes. I said it's so easy to let them slip. Hebrews 11.3, it says that through faith. Now, we're, we're, we're seeing how God's word was able to create all things. It says in Hebrews 11.3 that he did it through faith. Through what? Faith. We understand that through faith, the worlds were framed... Again, I like to use the word created. Framed is a little blind to us. What's that mean? You, you're framing a picture? Well, no, it's actually talking about making something out of nothing. Yes. Or so it would seem. Or so it would seem. And this is an Heard a click? Let's see how long this guy lasts. So it says that things that are seen in this third, third verse of Hebrews 11, those things which are seen were made by things that can't be seen. There is the challenge. When you and I begin to operate in kingdom principles, we will have no evidence while we're applying these principles, we'll have no evidence that they're at work. And that's what causes a weariness. That's what causes doubt. That's what causes struggles. That's what causes us to fall back into the scene realm. And so you got to understand that God had to deal with this as well because he made something from nothing with that which could not be seen. These kingdom principles do not make any logical sense. But they work every time. When we work them. Amen. So through faith, we understand that the worlds were created by the word of God. So God uses faith to create what he desires. Faith is a substance, it's a heavenly substance that is released and releases God's creative power. You see, when God's word is released by faith. Really what is happening is you're releasing creativity 
to change that which is seen into that which is desired. Isn't that what we need? I need to change what I see in my body into that which I desire, which is health, strength, vitality, longevity. I need to see my pocketbook change that which I see today into that which is an overflowing supply to facilitate the call of God that's on every one of our lives. Amen. So God's example reveals that faith is released through words. Did you see that up there? It says they were created by the Word of God, or God speaking His Word. Look at Luke 17, 5, and we'll see it even more explicitly in that example. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. We're talking about faith. We're talking about using God's Word to create. Faith is that, that mechanism that God used, because it says that he created through faith. But notice here that in verse 5, the apostles, you know, they, they, they heard a teaching from Jesus, and they were challenged by it, and they knew that by themselves they couldn't do it. And so they, they tell the Lord, you know, if you're going to want us to do this, then you better increase our faith. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you thought that your problem was that you need more faith? I'm here to tell you tonight that that's never the problem. Come on, Just so you know. That's never the problem. The problem is never on God's side. Right? Because if I don't have enough faith, then I'm, I'm looking at God that he didn't give me enough. Huh? No, we got the measure. We got the same spirit of faith. Amen. Right? You're born again, right? You got the measure. You got the same spirit of faith as, ooh, that was fun. You got the same spirit of faith as Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. You got the same spirit of faith as the Apostle Paul. Amen. You just name some guy, some woman that you admire that has done a great work from God. You got the same amount of faith as they have. Woohoo! Glory, right. come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Uh, Hi. We've got all the faith we need. In fact, say that. I have all the faith that I need. Not having faith is not the problem. Really, the issue is me learning how to use the faith that I have. Now, he goes on to say to the disciples after they make that statement that they need more faith, and the Lord said, that if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, notice that he's referring to faith being a seed. You see that? It's a seed. Well, he says if you had that seed of faith, you would do what? You would say. If you had that seed of faith, you would do what? You'd say. 
Well, what did God say when he saw darkness? He said. I said, he said. And since he was speaking, what did he speak? God's word. This is awesome. He says, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted into the sea. When was the last time you saw in the natural a tree being plucked up and getting thrown into whatever ocean is closest, probably the Gulf, a Mako, I don't know. Well, I've never seen it. You've never seen it. So isn't Jesus saying that you're going to speak to the impossible? Isn't that really what he's saying? Amen. You know, sometimes I, I, I think that we don't use the seed of faith because we go, well, I'm not sure quite how that's going to work. What I need is a miracle. Yeah. That's what you needed when you needed salvation was a miracle. You needed a resurrection. Isn't that impossible? The dead being made alive? But somehow the faith that seed you had was enough to resurrect you. You see, you and I have to get to the place where we don't set a ceiling of what is possible and what is impossible. Every one of us has a ceiling. And when we come up against it, well, my faith just is, you know, just it ain't enough. Right? Every time we come up against it. Right? We, we got to blow the top off of this ceiling that is self-imposed. I said it's self-imposed. I put that ceiling up there. No devil put it up there. No man put it up there, and God certainly didn't put it up there. I put it up there by my small thinking. Amen. Just call me what I is, right? We've got to stop looking at things and going, well, that's just impossible. Isn't that what Jesus just said? If you had faith, you're going to speak to the impossible. You're going to use God's creative power to change the impossible into possible. And then it says when you speak to it, it, the impossible, will obey you. I want some of that. I want some of that. And we got some, some of that. We just have to walk in the principles. Now, see, the impossible likes to talk to us. Huh? And you know, if you don't talk back, it's going to continue to talk. All right, so let's get back to these principles. So understand that words... What God speaks, what Jesus spoke, what you and I speak are carriers. They're carriers of creative power. 
Amen. Every time you speak, you begin to create what you say. Now, we think that just words just kind of go out there and, you know, if they're heard by somebody, they're doing something. If they're not heard by somebody, they're not doing anything. Just like when I'm screaming at the television set as if they can hear me. <laughs> but, but if I can say it this way, every time we speak, we're speaking seeds. 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 And if we speak something long enough, and that which we're speaking drops into our heart, it begins to be created. And there is the establishment of the ceiling. Now, the Bible, this is going to be a real D-U-H, God's Bible is his words. Come on. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got that revelation tonight? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you came? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> but, you know, understand that you're a rare bunch. Because some just see it, well, it's just, you know, it's just recording history. The Bible is just a history book. And they never really get the, the picture that these right here, these are God's words. Or could we be bold enough to say these are God's seeds? So he spoke his word from his heart into the reciprocal, or reciprocal of those who would write his book. It says over here in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all scripture is given by inspiration, or it's God-breathed. It says in the ESV, it says that all scripture is breathed out of God. So understand that God spoke words which were containers of his creativity. And he, he spoke that, create, that creative word into the hearts of the writers. And then they just went out and wrote it out from their heart. And so in essence, that which they wrote out from their heart, which was given to them by God, is still the breath of God. It's still the life of God. It's still creative seeds that's been given to you and I. Amen. Every word that's in his book has his creative power. Every single word that God spoke in this book has within it the, the creativity to reproduce itself. Isn't that what a seed does? Look at John 6.63. 
tells us in here as Jesus speaks, John 6, 63, it says that it is the spirit or the realm of the spirit that gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I speak, again, this is Jesus speaking. He is the word, and he says that the word that I have spoken to you, that would be the entire book because he is the word made flesh. The words that I have spoken to you are what? They're spiritual, and they are life. That means that every word in this book has his creativity. This word, life, the, the, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. It, it means from the Greek to, to make alive. Well, isn't that what a creative word does? It resurrects. It takes that which is seen and resurrects it into God's will. And that's what the seeds of his words do. Now, get, get, this, is, this blows me away. I, whew, turn over to Matthew 14, 29. Matthew 14, 29. Now, here's Jesus. You all know the story. You know, he sends the boys out, you know, ahead of him. He wanted to stay behind and pray. So he sends the boys out ahead, ahead of time. And they're out there, you know, on the sea somewhere, and there's a storm. And then here comes Jesus walking on the water. Amen. How I many you know Jesus is a water walker? Amen. And, and so Peter, being the one, you know, they, they weren't even sure if it was Jesus. And Peter goes, hey, you know, if that's you, you know, bid me to come unto you on the water. Now look at... 1429. Matthew 1429. And Jesus said, now every time you see that in Scripture, here comes the creative word. Here's a word seed that will reduce, reproduce itself. And Jesus said, to Peter, one word, come. Understand that one word from the breath of God has within it, remember that words are containers, words are seeds, one word from his book has his resurrection life power in it to reproduce itself in the life of who receives that word in the soil of their heart. Amen. Wow. And he said one seed word, one seed within it having the creativity to reproduce itself in the behalf of the one who would allow it to be sown in the soil of their heart. One word. Go 
and that word in it had the power to supersede natural laws. Now, I've never seen anybody walk on water except in the movies. <laughs> and that's all it was, in the movies. Right? Yeah. It's not an ever, everyday thing. But this day, this man received a seed. And in it, in that one word seed, was all he needed to completely absurd the laws of nature and walk on something that he had never known before besides Jesus. And he got out of the boat and he superseded gravity. You see, Peter took the ceiling off. He took that, you know, he didn't, he didn't start thinking, well, you know, he's God, so how am I going to do that? Or I've never seen anyone else do this, so how am I going to do this? And we, after all, it is a stormy tonight. I mean, you know, maybe if it was real calm, I could do it. But, you know, you know tonight I got waves to deal with and yada, yada, yada. He allowed that word seed that contradicted everything that he had known, everything that he was taught, everything that he experienced, and he allowed it to cause him to get out of the boat and walk. One word seed. One word seed superseded that which was impossible. That's the power of God's word. Amen. That's the power of his word. Amen. Now, Jesus is awesome. How many, how many of you realize Jesus is so cool? He is so awesome, right? And so he had to teach us how to walk in these principles of the kingdom. So he had to use natural examples. Mm -hmm. So someone like me could begin to get it. Well, how could he use natural examples of something that's spiritual? Mm -hmm. Well, it's really simple because this physical world was created from the spirit. And therefore, the laws of the spirit also are encompassed in the laws of the physical realm. So if that which was all created came from seeds, then he can talk to us about seeds, natural seeds. Mm -hmm. And by seeing them, we can determine, okay, this is how I can walk in this, these laws of God that were supersede these natural laws. So Jesus is always talking about seeds. We just, we just read from Matthew that if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, then yeah. he, was, he was relating that to if you had a word seed that may seem small, like one word like come, 
you don't understand that that seed has within it the creativity to reproduce itself. Amen. So he begins to explain to us, Jesus begins to explain that, you, you know, in order for you to walk in the laws of the kingdom, just consider a natural seed. Because a natural seed contains all the creative power in it to reproduce itself. Now try and wrap your brain around that. <laughs> and that's something natural. Come on. It's something that we, you know that this whole earth exists because of seeds. Yeah. You're, you're in a body of flesh because of a seed. Yeah. Everything that we eat is because of a seed. And that's how God intended to keep the earth replenished. It's with seeds. And that's how he knew that he could create his will in every generation. With seeds. He gave us a book of seeds. And every generation that would learn how to plant a seed, a word seed, has been living off of it. Amen. Generation after generation after generation. Now, a seed in it, in a, in a seed, and again, I don't get this intellectually, but somehow a seed has within it creative power that's dormant. I mean, you know, when I, Mary and I do a garden, you know, we'll, we'll buy some plants already grown, but then we'll plant some out of seeds. Yeah. But you know, that seed's not doing anything. When we get it, yeah. it's dormant. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people have a lot of word seeds that they've heard. But even though they know what the word says, that word will stay dormant. Until it gets to what? Soil. When you put a seed in soil, you begin the, the germination process. And that creative power that is dormant in that seed begins to be activated. And begins to work. So sowing it in soil is what activates its creativity. And that's exactly what happens with the word seed. It's dormant. I said it's dormant. It's really not how much word we know that makes the difference. How many times you tried to help somebody and you start sharing some things with them, you know, and they go, oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> and to them, that should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago, I'm not even sure how many years it was. But I, I went back east. Uh, I had a, a cousin that had uh, ovarian uh, cancer, and she was dying. And 
the Lord told me to go out there, so I went out there. And uh, they had set up a hospital bed in her bedroom. And uh, they had eight kids. And they were really good folks. They were all Catholic. They all went to church. They all knew scripture. They all believed in Jesus Christ. They all believed in the Bible. They all believed in heaven and hell. And I got out there and uh, I'd come to find, find out that they all had that word in them. But it was dormant. And I be began to share a scripture with them that how you, not only do you have to believe in the Lord Jesus, you, you've got to call upon his name. You've got to invite him into your life. You've got to get out of the boat. You've got to get out of the boat. And one by one, those that, would, that had ears to hear, I told them that you're just one confession of Jesus Christ as your Lord from being saved. They had the seed, mm -hmm. but it wasn't in the soil of their heart concerning salvation. Yeah, come on. And one by one, they, they, they accepted Christ mm -hmm. and were born again. Amen. So knowing what the word says, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. But it will do no individual any personal good. It may influence their, their behavior a little bit. You know, because they, they have more light on what's right and what's wrong. But it's not producing kingdom results in their life. Yeah. Isn't that what we want? Yeah. Kingdom results? Yeah. And so, it's not how much word that you and I know. It's how much word we're, we have in our heart and that we've released from our heart faith to germinate that creativity and produce God's will in our life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, since the entire physical world was created with seeds, word seeds that God spoke and created the world, the things that you and I are experiencing can be changed the same way. I, like I said earlier, I've got some areas in my life that I don't feel that they're really reflective of what Jesus has purchased for me. And I know it's not his fault. I've got a book of seeds. Come on, amen. amen. Yes, sir. Amen. That's good, yes. And I can change what I'm looking at. I can change what I'm experiencing. I can change what I currently have by putting these kingdom principles into action. And so it's going to be up to us to take these word seeds and make them germinate and cause creative power that's already in them to begin producing God's will in our life. It's up to us. What really is the challenge is that everybody wants everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. 
and they're not willing to go through the growing process of the seed. Hey, if, kingdom, if operating in kingdom principles, you know, were easy in terms of them just automatically happening when the light finally comes on, and we start operating in those spiritual laws, if it was really that easy, then everybody would be doing it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But it takes time and effort. Yeah. And it also takes probably more time to unchange things and line ourselves up with what God tells us to do than anything else. Because we are creatures of habit. In that place, those habits are very comfortable. It's almost like, you know, if I fold my hands, I naturally go like this. But if I just go one finger over and go like this, ooh, it's weird. I got to put it back to here. Isn't that, look at that, it's just, I'm still, I'm doing the exact same thing, but it's different from the way I've always done it in the past. What? In a high-pitched voice. Come on, come on. And that's how it is when we start lining ourselves up with God's principles. Now, right now I'm heavily invested in a book by Charles Capps. And this book was written decades ago, I think 40 years ago. And in, in terms of that information made available to me, it's like old news. Y'all heard that. But something, when I listen to, you know, his sermons from years and years ago, Something is going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby. This is going to help you to get back to that place. In his book, uh, The Tongue, A Creative Force, um, you either need to get it or give me your email and I'll send you an e-copy of it, an e-book all 150 pages of it. it. It'll just make your day. It'll change your life. It'll bring uh, hope to you because that's what it's doing for me. Now check out, this is, just, this is just one quote from his book, The Tongue of Creative Force. It says that God's word that is conceived in your heart then formed by your tongue, by saying, and spoken out of your own mouth becomes a spiritual force releasing the ability of God within you. See what I mean? Check it out. God's word that's where all creativity comes from Amen. for humanity on the earth today. Yes. It comes through God's word. Amen. Remember, he said in Hebrews that he now speaks to all people through his son, Amen. Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word yes. made flesh. Yes. So if there's ever going to be 
the creative power of God operating in the life of someone on the earth has got to come from God's Word. Now, some can be a recipient of receiving that creative power through someone else, whether they pray for them or, you know, help them in that way. But really, every person on this earth is not going to have anything from God unless they learn how to access the creative power in this book. That's how we were saved. And that's how we're going to get healed. That's how we're going to be led by the Spirit. That's how, you know, we're going to have protection and peace. It's all going to come from here. A harvest. A harvest from the seeds in this book produced by our soil of our spirit. God's word that is conceived in your heart, and we'll get into that next time, probably, because a lot of us are shooting blanks. Ouch. Hallelujah. God's word conceived in our heart then formed or released by the tongue. It's like taking a rifle and opening the breech and putting it in a, in a shell. Well, that shell is the creative power of God. And then you aim at that target, what that shell, that word seed says it will reproduce. And then you release it with the trigger of your mouth. And you set that creativity in motion to create that creative power in your life. But many of us are going like this, and we don't have the word seed in. And we're just shooting blanks. Tongue's trying to get it done, trying to get it done, trying to get it done, but there's nothing that, it's not coming from the heart. It's coming from knowledge. Amen. Amen. So that word that's conceived in our heart, then formed by the tongue and spoken out of your mouth. See, God could have had... He could have sat there looking at the darkness and had an image in his spirit of what light is, that, that light that he had inside of his heart. He wasn't just out there speaking words. Let me try this word, light. Uh, nothing happened, you know? No, he had that image. He was conceived. That, that, that creativity power of light was in him. And then he, he spoke it and released the creativity power of that word that he spoke, and it created light. And you and I are going to do the same thing, because we're created in the image of God. And we're just imitators, right? Like a child imitates their father. When you release it, it becomes a spiritual force. Releasing the ability of God within you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Another quote, and, we're, and we'll be done. God created the universe by the methods which you have just put into motion by the words of your mouth. God released his faith in words. Man is created in the image of God. Therefore, man releases his faith in words. Words are the most powerful thing in the universe today. The word of God conceived in the human spirit, formed by the tongue, spoken out of the mouth, becomes creative power that works for you. If the body of Christ would only grasp the truths and the principles that are taught in this book and put them into action, they could change the world in 24 hours. Jesus said, I have told my people that they can have what they say but my people are saying what they have. And that's why we don't see change. We just keep saying what we see. And we just keep creating what we see, giving it permission to remain. We keep saying what we see. We keep saying what we see. And guess what? Jesus was right. We can have what we say. Not me no more. How about you? Go ahead and stand up. Glory to God, Father, we thank you for your book. It's supernatural. I said, Lord, it's supernatural. You spoke it. So every word has your life your creativity within it. Thank you for this book of seeds. I thank you, Lord, that when we see that which doesn't measure up to what Jesus has purchased for us, we can create it in our life by putting one of the seeds into our heart to the degree that we become fully persuaded that that which you have promised you're also able to perform. And when we speak that word from our mouth, for if we had faith as a grain of mustard seed, we would say. And we would say that word seed and bring it into the now and make it personal to our life and our situation. We thank you that it will take that which appears to be impossible and make it possible. Because your word is the resurrection, creative, working power of God. We thank you for it tonight. We've got the power. You've given us the power. You've shown us, you've shown us how to do it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming out tonight. You guys are tremendous and wonderful and awesome. Glory, glory. God bless.